It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with. That is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday to you, producer Steve. Uh, let's see. Wonderfully whimsical Wednesday, although with all the stuff that's in the news, I'm not sure how whimsical it is. <laughs> True that. Uh, but uh, but it's a W, and so that uh, that's good for Wednesday. Wednesday is also Wings Day over at Hooters Restaurant. You buy 20 wings, uh, you get 10 for free. So you buy 20 and then you get additional 10 for free. And uh, that's uh, good for to go or to dine in. And so if you're getting together with friends or just want, just want to treat yourself, today is Wings Day at uh, Hooters Restaurants. And um, you can check out uh, my website. Uh, their partners of mine have been for quite some time on both the shows. And it's a great story about freedom and capitalism and free markets. So check that Check that out. And uh Check out my website as well. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, be sure and sign up for our newsletter because this Sunday, we and we normally send out just one uh, one email a week. Uh, we will uh, be uh, including my voter's guide, which I am behind on email, Steve, because I have been so focused on getting this thing done. It's hours and hours and hours of work. And um, we have recommendations, but we also will give you the information so that you can make an informed decision. Uh, we don't want to influence you. We are giving you the information, my opinion, and then you can make an informed decision. So I, it's been hours and hours, Steve. <laughs> I just find it hard to believe that you might be a little behind in emails. That's never happened before. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a chronic problem, unfortunately. But um, I am we'll be catching up on that very soon here. But uh, again, you can email me at kim at kimmunson dot com as well. And uh, then getting ready for our America's Veterans Stories show that will broadcast this Sunday, three to four p.m. Uh, because we've been very busy, scheduling has been tight, and then also just realized that I, I really want to honor uh, Guy Whidden, who was a um, paratrooper with 101st Airborne, jumped in behind enemy lines on D-Day, June 6, 1944. And he was one of the four veterans that I had the great honor of going to Normandy with in 2016. And he just passed on. And so in honor of Guy, we're going to rebroadcast an interview that we did with him a couple of years ago. And I know that you're working on that, Steve. Yeah, I got it this morning and started working it. it uh, I haven't had a chance to unwrap it all yet, but I know it's 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 gold. It, it, it is gold. And uh, what a gentleman, uh, Guy Whidden. In fact, he was out in Denver, and I'd done a recording with him. 
and I had this very heavy briefcase. Now, bear in mind, he's in his late 90s, and we were walking into the studio, and he was insistent that he carry that for me because that was just who he was. He was just such a gentleman. And, of course, I let him carry it because that's what he wanted to do. But um, rest in peace, Guy Whidden, just a very, very special man. And then also rest in peace, uh, Loretta, uh, Loretta Lynn. She passed on. And uh, I grew up knowing her music. Uh, of course, the movie Coal Miner's Daughter, remarkable American story. And uh, she passed on yesterday. So rest in peace, Loretta Lynn. And uh, just just quite quite the story, Steve. It's funny because my uh, mother-in-law, she's probably about 10 years behind Loretta Lynn in age, but their similarities in their appearance. And then she was obviously a big fan, so she was always singing Coal Miner's Daughter. And <laughs> <laughs> so those thoughts of those memories brought back to mind. Oh, I know, I know. It makes me think of my grandmother because she was a real, real fan of Loretta Lynn as well. So, um, yeah, when these icons pass on, I, it does. It brings brings up all kinds of memories. So rest in peace, Loretta Lynn. So uh, we've got a great show planned for you today. Uh, but before we get into all of that, our quote, when we're going to talk about freedom of religion, <clears throat> our guest in this, our feature guest in the first hour is uh, Pastor Arter Pawlowski. And he was that Canadian pastor that back in 2021, many of us saw the videos of uh, in Canada when law enforcement showed up at his church on Easter, he basically told him to get out. And so that was rather remarkable. As we look back at what happened, all the reaction and uh, just the onerous stuff that happened during the COVID reaction, and we kind of forgotten about that. But anyway, he's going to be our guest. We're talking about freedom of religion, which is so important that the uh, founders put it in the First Amendment of the Constitution. So we'll talk with him about that. And then, Steve, I'm I'm doing something that I'm super excited about, and that is this Friday and Saturday we'll be filming a documentary. And my friend, um, friends, Walt and Remy Johnson, uh, it's been on Walt's heart to try to inform people about this um, uh, this whole climate agenda and that ultimately what is going to happen and that is actually also based on well we're going to look at the truth on this and so he's bringing in some some great panelists and we're going to be filming this documentary it's going to be called candid climate conversations and in our second hour we'll be talking with one of the panelists and that is ron stein and he is co-author of a book um let's see i have that right here uh, okay. Titled Clean Energy Exploitations, Helping Citizens Understand the Environmental and Humanity Abuses that Support Clean Energy. And so Ron will be our guest in the second hour. But our quote for today, I wanted to go to freedom of religion quotes. And so I went to Thomas Jefferson. And this is what Thomas Jefferson said. He said, the constitutional freedom of religion is the most inalienable and sacred of all human rights. So when people try to pick apart our our founding fathers and say different things about them their their wisdom in just what these rights are is so important so again the constitutional freedom of religion is the most inalienable and sacred of all human rights and of course steve we are seeing uh, freedom of religion there is such an assault on it in um, 2022 america right now well, you talk about the the wisdom of these guys, and I'm just sitting here thinking, well, they you know they had a lot of time 
to sift through things and and what was you know what was mass media what was whatever was going on at the local tavern in terms of discourse and debate and you know no distractions of you know nonsensical television or you know all the stuff that comes to us on the internet so yeah they were smart guys and uh, I, you know every time you do a quote of one of those guys i'm always you know pay extra attention well and you know when i do the closing for the show and 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 talk about you know think great thoughts and you know just all of those things there has to be a discipline and to your point we are constantly barraged with all of this information which i think in some ways is by design because it keeps us distracted it's difficult to shift through everything to get to the truth that's why we do this show is to look at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And as uh, uh, we were doing the recordings on some of these uh, questions on on the ballot, uh, we're going to actually have, uh, or we plan to in the voter's guide, also have just some audio on that with my thoughts on these things. But they try to couch higher taxes, higher fees, more control under compassion. And you see that in two of the pieces. One of uh, one of them is the uh, proposition for healthy, healthy meals for all school children. But when you really peel that thing apart, it's um, new bureaucracies and cronyism and higher taxes. And the same thing with the affordable housing um, proposition. And as Natalie Minton says, you can say affordable once because otherwise it's subsidized housing. And when you subsidize something, that means you're giving giving something to one person, but you're taking from another. And again, another new bureaucracy and lots of cronyism in that. And so they couch that in compassion. And then they use that to try to take more of your money. So my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, their livelihood, opportunity, or lives via force. And that force can be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, Fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Lease Agenda, or those 87,000 IRS agents that are authorized in the Democrats' Economy Reduction Act. And that's what they really should have named uh, named that, Steve. Well, what what is it that you say, be an informed voter, not a what? Influenced voter. Influenced voter. I'm thinking as you're talking about Proposition FF, uh, Here's another situation where, you know, get ready to increase the amount of money you're turning over to the government. How many people actually understand that, that that they're constantly being asked to turn over more money? And at the same time, you know, they don't really have any idea what's behind it. And if they did, they'd probably be a lot more hesitant, or at least they would do a better job about informing themselves. Right, right. Just those two questions right there, initial estimates would be um, tax increases of, it just depends uh, on the estimates, but it could be as high as the first year as close to a half billion dollars. Just in those two, just in those two right there. All right. And that's a half billion dollars of our money, Steve. So for our proposition, what is the source? Where does that originate from? So, okay, so if, uh, if it's a letter... So, like, Proposition FF means that that was referred to the ballot by the state legislature. Ah. 
if it is a number, then it was through that initiative process where, you know, people are standing out in front of the grocery store getting signatures. And so I would caution all of you. No longer when you're going into the grocery store, the hardware store, and they say, hey, it's just to get it on the ballot. If we can keep these bad boys off the ballot, then we're, I mean, that's a great place to start. So be very careful. Don't just give your signature away on those petitions. Uh, okay, I think that's really important. I think, you know, okay, here's this nice person putting this, uh, uh, you know, clipboard in your hand. And when they say that, just to get it on the ballot, and you you look back at them and you say, who's to say we want it on the ballot? Exactly. And what what does this really say? So not only do you have the question that's on the um, on your ballot, but then many times there's many pages that back that up. And, uh, for example, I think the school lunch one, it's either the school lunch one or the um, subsidized housing one, is like 18 pages. I mean, really, 18 pages for just that particular measure. And so we need to be, be again, as Madison said, we need to, to not be passing laws or propositions or whatever it is that are so large and voluminous that people can't understand it. So just on that alone, we should say no. But uh, see, when I talk about it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives, I think I could add in future as well. And when we look at all of the spending, and again, that school lunch question, another thing that they uh, want to do is to get more federal money into the lunch program as well. And there's already programs out there that are feeding hungry children. So this is a cronyist a tax increase, trying to get more federal money. And Steve, we don't have the money at, at the federal level. And so we are stealing our children's future with all of this spending. And yesterday I saw a headline and then I was running through headlines today and and I didn't see anybody reporting on it, but we just passed $31 trillion in debt. And that doesn't, and that's not even including all of the um, kind of the offline debt that we have um, out there. But uh, this is so irresponsible. And I'm thinking about the, um, the politicians in the interested parties and bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., that I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Mitch McConnell. He's been there years and years and years. And under his tutelage, while he's been in the Senate uh, and all of these others that have been there forever, look at what they've done. They've spent more and more money. They're taking away our children's future. Our founding fathers put their lives on the line to pass on life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. These, many of these guys that have been in Washington, guys and gals, for so long, all they've done is just take our, our children's future by giving. And, and you know what? We're responsible for it, though, Steve, because we have continued to vote them in, Steve. Well, every time this topic comes up, and I remind you that debt is a four-letter word, I will be quick to remind everyone to go out and check out the usdebtclock.org, all one word, usdebtclock.org. And look at the statistics that are there. And now they've got a feature where you can pull up your state. And by the way, Colorado is $81 billion, That's with a B. Uh, $81 billion in debt. Well, and so that $81 billion probably is, um, what do they call that? When, when it's promises that have been, you know, that, that have been made. Um, I mean, that's pretty significant. That's why we have got to start to say no to all of these different questions on additional taxes. And 
just so you know, you will be getting the gray book here shortly. And in the gray book, that is all of the issues that have to do with taxes. And so that should be coming out uh, very soon here. So uh, just be be watching for that. And uh, let's go to break. And when we come back, we'll continue with some of these headlines. And uh, then um, I'm very excited to talk with uh, Pastor Pulowski in segments three and four. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. <clears throat> that is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, be sure and sign up for the newsletter because we will be rolling out our voter's guide this uh, this Sunday. And then, Steve, people are always asking us about judges. And I have not, I don't have the, the bandwidth right now to do all of that research. And it's been difficult, but you came across a, uh, and we're going to check this out, uh, a new um, website. It's Know, Know Your Judge, and it takes you to Clear the Bench Colorado. But it looks like that there is some... Uh, some research that you can do regarding the judges there. So we'll we'll check that out a little bit more, but good for you for coming across that. Well, they advertise on uh, another station uh, liberally, and they got my attention, and I wanted to make sure that it was a viable working website. And you, you I don't hope you have the same problem I have. When judges are on the ballot, I'm always hard-pressed to find some good information at, you know, at a, that's handy. Right, right. So this looks like this could be a, a, a good uh, resource on that particular uh, subject. A couple of things. First thing, uh, my gosh, uh, the mainstream media is a Twitter regarding um, uh, Elon Musk and Twitter. Uh, in fact, it seems that... Um, that was bad. <laughs> uh, it seems that... Um, 
there, I mean, it's just unbelievable what you're seeing their response regarding uh, the the fact that this looks like that this might go through. Well, uh, you know, I've been waiting. When did this first surface? Back in June or May? Yeah, you know, that he remember. was going to make this bid for Twitter. And they, yeah, they went bonkers because why? Yeah. Because one of their most reliable sources of squashing and suppressing was going to get under the control of somebody who really wasn't up for that kind of nonsense. Right, right. And we have seen that, um, I mean, so many different reports on how um, these these uh, big tech uh, organizations suppressed some information, pushed other information, trying to affect the elections. And uh, so anyway, this is interesting that this is happening right before the midterms and the mainstream media is just, um, they're in full meltdown right now. I thought he was losing interest, but now that what you just said just now is that maybe he thought, well, can I time this any better? Can I do something that will uh, put up something positive on the midterms? That's very interesting. Who knows? I don't know. But it'll be interesting to, to watch. Uh, another thing, <clears throat> and in light of uh, this documentary we're going to be uh, making or filming on um, Friday and Saturday, Candid Climate Conversations, uh, and then we recently had Patrick Moore on, this whole assault on uh, carbon dioxide is its crazy. It's just crazy because carbon dioxide is plant food. And so why, I, I mean, I just, it's, this whole thing is just, just based on, um, on, uh, on fantasy, I guess is about all, but, but it's, it's been effective. But, uh, Steve, before we get over here to Lauren Levy, uh, Patty had in the pat, uh, packet a headline regarding, uh, Colorado and, um, Excel. And this is from the Colorado Sun. It says, Xcel Energy's ability to meet next summer's electricity demand hangs on two Pueblo uh, solar projects. We're talking about next year. They are closing down or working to close down reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy that comes from clean-burning coal-fired plants. They're trying to push people into electric cars. They're trying to... Um, push people into apartments, bring people in using more electricity in in apartments in this dense housing. And they're looking at next year and our energy demands, and they can't make that happen unless they said they get these two solar uh, projects. And I, people, are, I think, are waking up. Um, I was at a, I think I mentioned a luncheon the other day, and there was an energy guy said that in when the... Um, in Texas, when they had the ice storm, 247 people died because they didn't have energy. And so we have got these politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties have to start to put everyday people's interests ahead of their own their own interests. Steve, you got a thought? Oh, you had a thought regarding New York when we were doing the um, pre-call. Well, in that same story, I love it when, when government bites itself in the backside in terms of contradicting themselves. So what do we have? On the Fox News website, there is a, um, a headline that says, New York State to ban gasoline-powered cars by 2035. You know, in other words, 13 years from now. Now, in the same story that you just read from, and uh, is from the Colorado Sun, by the way, part of it is the fact that there is an agency, an independent uh, agency, who is the system operator of the grid in New York State. 
and they're basically putting forth a reliability report. Now, you know, I beat the drum all the time. It's like, if you want to retire coal plants, uh, coal-fired plants, then I want a megawatt per megawatt uh, substitution mm-hmm. for, you know, with the green green uh, energy sources or renewables. So here's and also this. you said, and also the comparison of the the cost of the megawatt. Yes, which I think that's good. Yes. So out of this report from this independent operator in New York State, this this person is saying, and I'm quoting: fossil fuels res- fossil fueled resources are retiring primarily due to emissions concerns, and they're retiring at a faster pace than cleaner energy resources are entering. Uh, you know, as we have seen in California and Texas, operating a reliable electrical grid requires a flexible and well-planned transition to the grid of the future. So there it is. There's, there, I mean, there it is. this this is an independent agency <laughs> in New York State, but at the same time, the the state is saying, "Oh, well, we're going to ban uh, gasoline-powered cars by 2035." Now, go figure. Yeah. And what this is is ultimately it is an assault on mobility. Uh, this freedom of mobility to go where you want to, when you want to, I, I realize we're taking it for granted. We're seeing that assault on mobility also with this increase in um, gas prices because people are thinking, well, I, I, they're, they're adjusting, they're making choices where they used to when gas was um, less than $3, you know, two, $2.50 a gallon. People would just go, oh, I'm going to go. So they had that freedom. And that's really been under assault. But we're getting... We're getting, um, it's coming in all different ways. This increase in interest rates, this such a rapid increase in interest rates, has really changed things in the housing and mortgage market. And uh, I hear from so many of you that you learn so much from Lauren Levy, uh, who is a specialist in the mortgage arena, as well as Karen Levine, who is a specialist in the uh, real estate market. And we've got Lauren Levy on the the, uh, line right now. Lauren Levy, happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, Kim. Lauren, I was thinking about it as I was, uh, you know, the conversations that we've had and, and for what, several years, uh, interest rates were artificially low. There was opportunities for people to get into homes at these low interest rates. And then I think that we all thought that interest rates were going to have to go up, but the rapidity of, of this increase of interest rates has just been mind-boggling to me because of what it's doing to our economy. And, and um, I've just been really shocked at that, Lauren. Well, that's not a surprise because it's never been seen before. So that should be shocking. You know, we've had through the years, even through, you know, even since the Great Recession of 08, we've had periods of time where rates have gone higher. Um, they've just never gotten there so fast. And so no one's seen this. So it's hard for anybody to kind of figure out and deal with, to be honest. It it seems irresponsible to me. It almost seems like they're trying to hurt the economy. I know that that's kind of a wild statement, but... Uh, I don't think you know, that's wild. They, I mean, I think we, you and I spoke about it last week, that I had a borrower call me, and we were talking about rates, and the comment that the borrower made to me was that she said, Lauren, it seems like the Fed is trying to hurt the economy. And I said, if you just substitute the word hurt for slow down... That's exactly what they're trying to do, um, you know, and, and that's kind of what they've said all along is they're trying to slow this thing down because that's how they believe to get inflation under control is to slow the economy down and, um, you know, slow down wage growth. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. And so far, 
you know, we'll see. It seems to be working, right? I mean, everyone's talking about recession now. The stock market until the last couple of days had really come down, and things are slowing down. So we'll have to see how this ends up, though. Yeah, I, I'm concerned the way this is going to end up. And so what's so interesting is this administration versus the previous administration. Um, the previous administration, I love the fact that the economy was growing and that people's wages were growing and that people had more money to spend. And here this administration is trying to slow down wage growth. And... Um, and we need to to make the point that, that right out of the box, this administration closed down the uh, Keystone XL pipeline, which immediately is going to increase, inflate uh, prices of energy. And, of course, everything in our economy is dependent on energy. And we like it when we have affordable, reliable, efficient, and abundant energy. And they're trying to limit that choice. It's really terrible policy that's happening. But... Lauren, even when we look at all these kinds of dark clouds, there's always opportunity. So what are you seeing as far as opportunity for people out there? Well, we're seeing people still, you know, we happen to live in the beautiful state. People are still either moving here or trying to move around. And so we're seeing homes sell. And I think Karen will tell you that when she talks to you. People are still buying and selling homes. You know, it's uh, the market has swung price-wise a little bit in the buyer's favor here in the last little while to where you don't have multiple, multiple offers at over ask price. So there's more inventory and people can get a home at a lower price. However, because the interest rates have gone up, the payment isn't necessarily lower. So there's some balancing going on between buyers and sellers. So there is still opportunity to find homes. Um, You know, you really need to talk to somebody like us so that you can have a feel for what your payment will be before you go looking. So you can make sure that you can afford that payment and that's comfortable for you. And then we still have, you know, equity levels that they've been at higher than they've ever been. So we're seeing it as a good opportunity for reverse mortgages for people as well to tap into the equity in their home, you know, if they need to get access to funds. So there is some still some good opportunity out there, along with second mortgages as well, for people that don't mm-hmm. want to give up a really low interest rate on their first. Right. And yeah, if you've got a low interest rate, you probably want to stay with that. But and just one thing on these reverse mortgages, I've got to think that people that had had planned well uh, for um, their retirement, for their future, this inflation is a big surprise. And so if you're what, 62 years or older, you can do a reverse mortgage, which may help uh, help those that are feeling the uh, pressure from inflation right now. Correct. That's correct. And, and a home is most the majority of people's largest asset. And so they, you're right. People plan well. They come in, they try to pay off their home, but now they're a little short with inflation. Um, you know, maybe their investments have, have gone down a little bit lately and they just don't want to mess with it and sell something. And the opportunity is there. They don't want to have to move out of their home and they want to stay forever. And they can with a reverse and, uh, you know, they've got to meet some qualifications and some rules, but um, it's definitely an opportunity there for, for to access a big chunk of funds and the money that comes out of a reverse mortgage is tax-free. So there's some really good benefits. Oh, oh I didn't realize that. And then if uh, somebody does say, let's say they um, the their investments go back up, and can, can they pay their reverse mortgage off if they want to as well? Sure. Yep. You okay. can always pay off a reverse just like any other loan. That is so interesting. I didn't realize that was tax-free. That's, uh, that's very interesting. Hmm. 
yeah, so I, if you're 62 years or older, you might want to just give uh, Lauren a call on that. That um, that could be very helpful. So, again, what is that phone number, Lauren Levy? Even though I have it memorized, I'll ask you what it is. Right. Hopefully I have it memorized. It's uh, 303-880-8881. <laughs> Again, that's Lauren Levy, 303-880-8881. Lauren Levy, thank you so much. And again, I hear from so many people that they learn from you uh, when you're on the show. So thank you so much. You got it. Thank you, Kim. Okay, we're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Hey everybody, Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Don't buy a gun for just in case. In these uncertain times, you want to protect yourself, and Franktown Firearms will train and equip you to do so. When you buy a gun, plan on possibly having to use it in case of an emergency where you need to defend yourself. When you have a gun but aren't trained on how to properly use it, it's just irresponsible. The most important part of protecting yourself and your loved ones is being a responsible gun owner, including training on safety and usage. You can keep yourself safe with the proper tools and training from Franktown Firearms. Your firearm is the safeguard to your security when used properly. When you're unsure about the future of your security, remember that Franktown Firearms is your resource no matter your experience level. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to contact the team directly or visit their website at ffgc.co slash training for course information. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues 
through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, be sure and sign up for our newsletter because we'll be rolling out our voter's guide on the uh, 11 state questions that are on the ballot, as well as I'm going to be talking about some of the uh, other local issues. Uh, And so um, hopefully that'll be a good template as you if, if I'm not addressing the particular issue on your ballot, but hopefully that will be a, a template that can help you with that. Um, I had booked uh, Pastor Pulowski uh, several weeks ago, and I'd actually sent uh, an email to confirm, and he mixes it up quite a bit, so hopefully we're going to hear from him in just a little bit, but uh, we'll go ahead and go through some of these headlines. Um, First one, Steve, and uh, you know I'm from Kansas, so I'm very excited to say that it is a a Kansas senator now. Um, Kansas has a Democrat governor that, um, you know, is uh, one of those radical activists, but uh, over here on the Senate side, Senator uh, Marshall from Kansas has introduced bills designed to prevent the IRS overreach following the agency expansion. And uh, in the Economy Reduction Act that Biden signed in August, it gave over $80 billion to boost the IRS over a 10-year period. And so I'm very pleased um, that uh, our Kansas senator has done this, uh, Steve. Well, I, I knew you would be. You want to pounce on this, and I'm thinking, okay, let's before we look at his what he's advocating or what his legislation would do, let's take a little bit of a dive on the IRS itself. Uh, what was it, the 16th Amendment that basically cleared the way for a national income, income tax, tax, right? Mm-hmm. All right, think about the IRS now as we know it today. What does it cost us to have? them in existence and to administer that system because you've got uh, brick and mortar buildings uh, that have to be maintained you have large scale computer systems which means you've got a lot of uh, programmers writing software you've got all the people who man those buildings and their salaries and i mean that before we collect a dime in in income tax just think of how much has to be offset just in those couple of things that i just mentioned well and you left out the uh, firearms and ammunition that they've been buying (laughs) okay well (laughs) we know we're going to be a big hit there in their uh uh, manpower costs and then also little incidentals like firearms and ammunition Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um do you not love the uh the the name of one of these bills though the Preventing Frivolous Actions by IRS Agents Act. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I mean, we're laughing. It's not funny. It is not funny that in the Economy Reduction Act that they have put $80 billion in there for the IRS. Who's the IRS going to go after? I mean, they're going to go after everyday Americans. Why not put $80 billion towards um, border agents to prevent... Uh, did you see the figures? Now I can't remember. I think it was over three. Mm, I, I saw a headline. Is that coming to to mind with you? I think. Mm, I, I I don't like to say unless I know for sure, but it's a lot of people, millions of people that have come across this southern border uh, since um, Biden um, got into office. It's just absolutely amazing. Well, back to the arming of these eighty-seven thousand uh, new agents. Have you, I mean, you do a lot of reading, you do a lot of uh, interacting on different 
informational websites. Have you heard a good explanation as to why they need to be armed? No, I have not heard a good explanation no, I, on I, why I, they should be armed. I qualify that. I said good explanation. Uh, I don't even really have heard an explanation. H- have you? I'm still not sure why we need that many, but yeah. you know, let alone whether they're armed or not. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, certainly when, uh, and it was an online job posting, and it was a posting, uh, I'm reading this off uh, Fox Business, for special agents within the law enforcement branch of the IRS, uh, and um, it, it did to create quite a stir. It says, a key requirement for applicants is that they have to be legally allowed to carry a firearm, and major duties include carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary, and be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. That's pretty unbelievable. And uh, so I <laughs> uh, actually it's pretty scary if you really think about it, um, because I, you just kind of really don't want to think about it. I, you almost can't believe that this is happening in America, Steve. Well, they might come back and try to maybe cite a Ruby Ridge you know, how many years ago? And I've seen all kinds of different accounts and documentaries on that. I don't remember the names and the faces, but I do recall one of the issues at hand uh, was this ridiculous and, and ever-pressing and overreaching income tax. And they say, well, okay, maybe that's why we need to arm these guys, because of incidents like Ruby Ridge. And I, I have a hard time buying that one, too. You knew you were going into that compound. You knew it was going to be awkward at best and uh, I, I just don't know that that is a good enough reason to be arming 87,000 other law enforcement people when you look at the alphabet soup of other government agencies that are already armed like the FBI and the uh, that's another one that maybe needs to be uh, disarmed right now yeah. is the FBI Alco- what is it alcohol tobacco firearms yeah and, ATF. Know, how, how many of them are already armed and here you're going to do it again Right. And at the same time, they're trying to pass different legislation to disarm everyday people. And that is why the Second Amendment was put in to the Constitution. So I'm continuing to read this and I'm going to pose this question to you, Steve. Okay, it says uh, the uproar over this post regarding these firearms and using deadly force. So the uproar over the post coincided with criticism of the proposed expansion of the IRS under the um, Economy uh, Reduction Act. And it includes the $80 billion over 10-year period, with more than half is intended to help the agency crack down on tax evasion. Okay, so what is tax evasion? It is people not paying their taxes, right? But I, I, I would pose to you that government um, puts in place, quote-unquote, tax evasion. So I'm, I'm thinking about EVs, electric vehicles. As they were trying to push people into electric vehicles, um, there was, no, I can't, I think there was a total of 12,000... It was pretty significant between federal and state here in Colorado, a credit on your income tax. So what that would mean is, is if you would buy this particular product, you would not have to pay as much in your 
your taxes. So in, in essence, the government was putting in place a way for you to evade your some of your income taxes because they were trying to get you to do something. Do you not find it odd that government can put in place ways for people to evade taxes, but if there's a, a different way, if people are evading their taxes, then they're going to send the IRS armed agents after you. Do you do you not find that kind of concerning? It's contradictory at best, and and as you well know, as you you're you know you you bring the light many times over from your experience in uh, city council. They do it on an individual level like that. They also do it at the corporate level too. And you know they want to bring in a encourage a company to pick them. Uh, you know, okay, well here we'll let's uh, set up a little arrangement here on on exactly. uh, the type of taxes you might be paying or not. Exactly, and that is done under these offices of economic development, and many cities have those, many counties, and the state. And it's exactly right. It'll say, hey, if you come to our city or our county or our state, you may get uh, a break on your taxes, or you might even get a, a, a share back, if you will. So a share back of your sales taxes. So sales taxes collected from everyday people, part of it will go to the government, and then they they kick back, share back part of that to the business that came into their town. And uh, and what about all those other businesses that are paying their their full share? So here it's almost like legal tax evasion, and the government is doing that. So um, it's you a like head scratcher. To a, would you like to be when a company announces their interest in in say we have five different locations that we're interested in, and they allow those municipalities or those states to respond with some type of a package? Would you like to be a fly on the wall? When they go through that that list, here's what we've come up with so far, and I'm sure it's uh, it's well, fascinating. And what I said, and actually, when I was on city council, I said this is not fair that that one business gets a break and the other doesn't. So there were no new econ, um, economic development deals that were done uh, in the city while I was on city council because I said if it's good for this business to pay lower taxes or have less rules and regulations, then it's probably good for everybody. Uh, but of course, those in power, they like to be, you know, be cronies and and, and um, kind of be in power over that. That's why I'm so concerned about government picking winners and losers. And, and um, I address that a lot in this voter's guide on different issues. So let's go to break. Before we do that, though, uh, I get to do something I'm just I'm just so excited about, and that is the um, uh, USMC Memorial Foundation is having a great event on uh, October 26th, and it is a luncheon, and it is an uh, um, afternoon with, uh, let's see, the actual title. Let me get right to it. I have too many windows open here. An afternoon with a Navy SEAL commander. The keynote speaker is Commander Rourke Denver, and I will be the MC. And uh, there's going to be some um, World War II Iwo Jima guys there. I know them all, and I, I adore them, as well as some Broncos and other sports celebrities. And um, the tickets, uh, you can purchase them on at usmcmemorialfoundation.org. That's usmcmemorialfoundation.org. And again, that's October 26th, 11.30 to 1.30. Would love to have you join us. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue with some headlines. So stay tuned. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. 
Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, yes, Patty had this on the headlines. Uh, this was from the Daily Torch. And it says 3.8 million illegal border crossings since January of 2021. And it says the GOP is gaining momentum in Arizona, Nevada, and Texas. Well, my gosh, it should not even be a question uh, when you take a look at what's happening right down there on the, the border states. And actually, it really should not be a question across the country. Uh, as we've seen, uh, the Democrat Party has been taken over by radical activists, leftists with a Marxist agenda. Um, and so it sh- really shouldn't be any competition in these particular races. Now, I really I really think it's important that we elect Republicans who care about everyday people who care about our country as well. We have some of those Republicans have actually reached so far across the aisle that they're standing on the other side of the aisle. And uh, so we need to be electing people that that believe in these uh, these conservative values. And we we talk about conservative and that word has been um, villainized for quite some time. But it's really a good word as far as conserve means to conserve this these ideals of our founding, that all men are created equal. And that's because we're created in the image of God with these rights from God of life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. And those are certainly ideals to be preserving. But 3.8 million, this is an invasion of our country. We don't know who has been coming across the border. I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday, and the children that are coming across the border very possibly are being trafficked. There's nothing compassionate about that. And they're disappearing. Uh, when we had had uh, Tom, uh, Todd Watkins on, who was a former border agent, he said those kids are not even being fingerprinted. We don't know where they are. 
And there's just something cruel, very cruel about that. And so, again, this is from the Daily Torch. 3.8 million illegal border crossings since January 2021. And we have to ask regarding this administration. This administration has sent billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine to to protect their border. And yet we have had 3.8 million people that we don't really know who they are or many times where they are uh, come into our country because of this open border policy. And so we need to make sure that at the ballot box uh, this November that uh, we make a change. I uh, also wanted to uh, mention Randall O'Toole, and we have him on pretty regularly. And he, you can find him at the Anti-Planner. And he, uh, this was in uh, Complete Colorado. He, he says, O'Toole, he says, the transit is doomed by changing work and travel habits. And again, uh, this whole transit, move towards transit, is part of the World Economic Forum. Uh, the idea that people will live in apartments, in these boxes along uh, train lines, and that basically uh, we'll live where they tell us we can and go where we they tell us we can as well. And there's nothing about freedom in that. And what's been so frustrating is because we've had Republicans also that have been pushing uh, people into this this view of the World Economic Forum with the transitory, uh, transit-orientated developments, uh, which we see up and down the corridor here in Colorado. Uh, and But things are changing. People don't really want to ride um, these buses and trains. Uh, they want to, They really like the safety and convenience of their own gas-powered vehicle. Uh, and uh, anyway, this is what uh, Rana O'Toole has to say. He said, almost 43, 43% of employed residents of Boulder worked at home in 2021, according to data recently released by the Census Bureau. That's more than any other city in Colorado. But even statewide, 24% of people worked from home, which was a 159% increase over 2019. It says the pandemic has completely altered work and travel habits in Colorado and the rest of the United States. Well, not everyone who worked at home in 2021 will continue working from home. Uh, now that President Joe Biden has declared the pandemic to be over, there will still be far more people working at home than before the pandemic. And telecommuting has uh, different effects on highways and transit. The number of people working at home in the Denver urban area more than tripled between 2019 and 2021. This reduced the number who drove to work by around 20%, but it reduced the number who took transit to work by 42%. And transit is harder hit by telecommuting partly because transit mainly served downtown workers, and those are the types of workers most likely to work at home. But it's also because transit is distinctly inferior to driving. It's slower it's more expensive, it's less convenient, and I would say it's not as safe either. Standing out on a, a train platform at a bus stop early in the morning, late at night, uh, I, it's not something, I, in fact, I saw a young woman um, very early one morning when I was coming over to the studio, and I, I walking over to a, a bus stop, and I thought, oh, gosh, concerned about the safety of that. But uh, anyway... Um, uh, Rand O'Toole says that this uh, effect on transit is probably going to be permanent. So we need we, we need to start to make changes uh, regarding this push towards transit here in the metro area, and we need to have real honest conversations about what is uh, actually really occurring uh, regarding transit. And instead of just dumping money down 
down the transit toilet, if you will. We need to, again, start to make some changes because um, it's subsidized. Um, you know, it's it's not used much at all. You said, uh, Steve, that recently you'd gone downtown uh, on um, a light rail and that the cars were dirty and, and it um, was not well kept. And... Um, Less and less people will use that as that continues um, on that, Steve. Yeah, that particular trip uh, was on a weekend, and uh, the one car we we were riding in, it didn't look it looked like it hadn't been cleaned in probably the last two or three weeks, and uh, I don't know the whole experience was less than favorable. Yes, and so next time you're thinking about going downtown, you will probably be less inclined to use the train would be my guess and i was thinking you know you talked about the you know, people working at home who used to go downtown on uh, you know, light rail or, or whatever mode they were traveling they were probably glad to have a reason not to go or an excuse not to go downtown anymore yes uh, because it's unsafe again because of democrat uh, lack of leadership at uh, in Denver, as well as Democrat lack of leadership uh, down at the governor's mansion as well. So uh, let's go to break. We'll be back with our second hour here shortly. And I uh, had gotten another Thomas Jefferson quote regarding a re- religion. He said, I am for freedom of religion and against all maneuvers to bring about a legal ascendancy of one sect over another. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. The Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. Out here in Colorado, we had a sex education bill that was passed. It was signed by the governor and put into law. I just can't believe what is happening to uh, public education. The latest in politics and world affairs. We are now using policy that if you don't affirm something, that they use policy then to take away your businesses. Today's current opinions and ideas. Kids are just being bombarded with darkness. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. You know, we need to get back to letting our kids be kids. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. Indeed, it is hump day. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. This is our number two. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And uh, thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, the the whole group over here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday to you, producer Steve. Uh, now it's whimsic, whimsic. Oh, I can't even say it. Never mind. It's Wednesday. <laughs> it is Wednesday. Hey, check out our website. You and I have been doing a lot this morning. Uh, actually, uh, we, we are working on our voter's guide. And... Um, uh, check it out. Go to my website, KimMunson.com. We're going to have it on the website next week, but we're going to roll it out in the newsletter on Sunday and uh, sign up for our weekly, our weekly newsletter so that you can uh, get first look at our upcoming guests, our most recent essays, our podcasts. But uh, again, we'll be rolling out the voter's guide and 
I'm going to talk about 18 different issues. There's 11 uh, state questions, and then I'm going to talk about six uh, either local or school district issues as well. But we're attempting to do something unique on this as we're recording just commentary on each of these particular issues as well. We thought it might m- make it easy for people that are in a hurry. And so that's our goal. So you and I uh, recorded half of those before we went on the air today, Steve, and uh, so we'll do the other half tomorrow. Yeah, uh, there'll be like one to two, maybe a little bit more in minutes in length, and uh, it's a great... Uh, dive into the matter that you have you know, done, and I think you're doing a great thing. Well, thank you. And some of them are not that long. Some of them are pretty easy as well. So be sure, be sure and check that out. And uh, I'm excited. Um, something that I, I'm just thrilled to get to do this weekend. This will be on Friday and Saturday. Uh, my friends, Walton, Ramey Johnson, it's been on Walt's heart to have honest conversations regarding this whole climate narrative out there. And so we're going to be filming a, a documentary, and it is Candid Climate Conversations. And he's bringing in experts from across the country. And one of those is Ron Stein, and we'll be talking with him in segments two and three of this hour about that project and also about his book. Uh, but I'm really, I'm excited about this. I've never, never done anything like this before, Steve. So I'm pretty excited to be part of that whole project. And it's going to be really important. It's going to be a really important project. And Walt wants, wants to get a bunch of eyeballs on this documentary uh, with this candid, this honest conversation about climate. So it's going to be very exciting. Well, aren't you guys going to be going to Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> interview a significant person there in a in a rather large estate. Oh, never mind. No, I, you, you said you wanted an honest view. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Most definitely. Uh, so I'm very very excited about that. So stay tuned on um, how that that whole thing is coming down. Uh, our quote for today: I went to freedom of religion with Thomas Jefferson, and he said this: "The constitutional freedom of religion is the most inalienable and sacred of all human rights." And we are seeing an assault on freedom of religion. And Steve, a couple of different people that I saw yesterday, they said, Kim, when you look at these headlines, doesn't it, I mean, they didn't say it in so many words, doesn't it get you down? And I, I said, it can be daunting as we look at these headlines and we're realizing that there are those uh, in, the, there's politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties in America, and we're looking at their their actions, and you can only conclude that they are really trying to destroy our country, and uh, they're trying really hard. And what I, I I take heart in is the fact that there are so many people that are waking up to what is going on. They're becoming active, and um, also that we realize that we are on the the right side of this issue. But as uh, Benjamin Franklin said at the Constitutional Convention, we need to pray uh, because we cannot get this thing turned around by ourselves. We need the help of the Almighty in this. So we, we most definitely need to pray. And then we also need to work. We can't just sit, sit around and say, hey, I prayed, that's it. We also need to be working to save this fabulous country uh, that was given to us. And uh, we have a responsibility to pass on this fabulous country to the next generation. And speaking of the next generation, Steve, I'm going to go to this um, headline that's at the back of today's packet. Uh, And this just stops you in your tracks. And this is from the Daily Wire. It says, a pro 
trans group is behind a Virginia school walkout, which plans to rehome gay kids who hate their parents. And it says it's a Virginia pro-trans group with Democrat ties. And it says it will help gender-confused students leave their families and rehome them with the new queer family guardians instead, according to internal materials obtained by the Daily Wire. It's called the Pride Liberation Project. And it also says it can give money to students who run away and hide from their parents. It garnered glowing headlines September 27 when it organized 12,000 high schoolers to walk out of class to protest a draft policy saying that schools should not hide a, a student's gender transition from his parents. Though billed as being an organic group of high schoolers, taking the lead in the materials was Ariane Rawal, a college student who worked for a Virginia Democrat state lawmaker. But the materials from the group's internal message board show that it plans to go much farther, uh, further than the walkout. It says a hashtag resources for outed students channel created by Rawal said the group would help children run away from their parents and arrange for them to be placed with the new queer friendly guardians. It says we're creating this channel as a way for everyone to understand the mutual aid and support resources that PLP has available for outed and in crisis students. And for full transparency, this channel is catered to outed students who are facing uh, family, family rejection or need to leave their home for another reason. It says, in the event of you needing to leave your home, we can provide you with emergency housing from a supportive, queer-friendly adult. And please note that this adult will likely be white. Do you not find this terrifying, Steve, when you read this? All right. Question. When in... in in the course that our human development uh, advances or takes place, when, when are you most vulnerable? Is at, at this age group. Yeah. Exactly. And, and at this, this age group, group. This group knows it and they're taking advantage of it. They are. I mean, I remember at that age of 11, 12, 13, and, and remember we've had Aaron Leon, whose daughter was targeted by an after school um, art class. Uh, regarding this whole transgender movement. So they're, and, and they're targeting, again, as you mentioned, this age group. And what's so interesting, it says the group is raising their money through the Democrat platform Act Blue, which also, if you contributed to Black Lives Matter, that went through Act Blue. This is the big Democrat fundraising arm. And so when I talk about words that's so important, this this Democrat Party is a party of destruction, not creation. It's a, it's a party now of lies, not truth. It's a, par, a party of chaos, not order. And they are attacking all these things, truth and creation and order. But they're also targeting these kids at a very vulnerable time. There is just something so evil and cruel about that right now, to be targeting these kids. And again, you almost hate to go there. But then we also see this, the next progression in all this is pedophilia. And so this, I mean, I'm just asking the question, taking kids out of their homes and putting them with uh, an adult over here. I mean, you have to question, you know, what, what's, what's behind that particular agenda. So this is of great concern. And the kids that walked out, a lot of them, many of them said, hey, they walked out just because they wanted to get out of school. And uh, we see the, the left using that on a regular basis as well. Steve, your comment before we go to break? I'm just I'm trying to remember what the event was in Douglas County 
oh, somewhere in the last 18 months where they got the kids all fired up and had them mm-hmm. walking out of classes. Mm-hmm. And you knew it. You knew darn well that a lot of them didn't have a clue what the issue was really all about. But uh, let's get out of class. Yes. Right. And that would be another reason why I would say no to these uh, Douglas County uh, mill levy override and as well as the bond issue right now. We need to make sure that we get this curriculum in order and uh, teachers that are encouraging kids to walk out taking valuable class time for their political agendas. We need to uh, not be funding that either. So that's a very good point. Let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Ron Stein. And he is uh, part of this uh, documentary that's going to be filmed this week, uh, this weekend called Candid Climate Conversations. We'll be talking with him about his book. Uh, you will not want to miss it. Stay tuned. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Don't buy a gun for just in case. In these uncertain times, you want to protect yourself, and Franktown Firearms will train and equip you to do so. When you buy a gun, plan on possibly having to use it in case of an emergency where you need to defend yourself. When you have a gun but aren't trained on how to properly use it, it's just irresponsible. The most important part of protecting yourself and your loved ones is being a responsible gun owner, including training on safety and usage. You can keep yourself safe with the proper tools and training from Franktown Firearms. Your firearm is the safeguard to your security when used properly. When you're unsure about the future of your security, remember that Franktown Firearms is your resource no matter your experience level. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to contact the team directly or visit their website at ffgc.co slash training for course information. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I am excited to have on the line with me Ron Stein. He's an internationally published columnist and energy consultant and a policy advisor for the Heartland Institute. He is the co-author of the newly released book, Clean Energy Exploitations, helping citizens understand the environmental and humanity abuses that support clean energy. Uh, Ron Stein, welcome to the show. I'm thrilled to have you on, on the line. Glad to be on board. 
And you and I are going to be taking part in a very important project this Friday and Saturday, and that is the filming of the documentary Clean uh, Climate Conversations. And so I can't wait to meet you in person, Ron. Looking forward to it. There's got to be a conversation. No presentation, just a conversation. And uh, that's what we do here. And um, your your book is uh, fascinating because there's something that they don't talk about at all regarding uh, humanity and what is happening to humans with this uh, green energy agenda. And I submit to you that I think that, that um, this green energy agenda it may be more about the other green, and that is about money. What do you think about that, Ron? Kim, you're 100% correct. The, the green energy is really reliant on a lot of exotic minerals and metals like lithium and cobalt, and it's all being mined in developing countries, countries that have yellow-skinned, brown-skinned, black-skinned people. These countries have almost no environmental controls and no labor controls, and the environmental degradation and humanity atrocities is something that is equivalent to blood minerals. You've heard of blood diamonds? We've yeah. heard of these blood minerals. And in fact, it was after writing the book, that uh, personally, I qualify my profile to be a EB owner. But after writing the book and knowing where all this material is coming from, I will never buy an EV. And I will never buy an EV for ethical reasons, because I know where the lithium is coming from. And I'm not willing to financially support the degradation of the many atrocities occurring in the developing countries that we can't see. And it's okay when it's out of sight, but... Uh, yeah, to me, it's an ethical and moral issue, and uh, I, I think the public, you know, when they get these subsidies by EV, the subsidies are basically providing financial incentives to continue this environmental degradation and humanity atrocities in these developing countries, and I think that's uh, that's pathetic. But they, you know, people have to make that choice, and I've made my choice. So let's talk about, first of all, you said the environmental degradation. I've done some research on this as well. But, uh, for example, I think cobalt is uh, it, it's mined in Africa in open pit mines, and many times they are having children do this mining. Um, so the environmental degradation uh, is, is this open pit mining, and obviously probably in these other countries they don't... Uh, they don't, um, you know, put after they're done with the mine, they don't do anything with it to try to, to bring it uh, to, what would you say, to uh, to remedy the effects of the open pit mine. Um, Ron, your thoughts on that? Kim, you're, you're right. Kim, you're 100% correct because the it's strip mining, lithium mining, cobalt. Uh, to build one EV battery, you have to move about 500,000 pounds of earth the different metals that are involved. And you're right, they don't do any reclamation. You know, here in the United States, uh, anytime you start a project, you have to be able to prove you can bring the, the land back to its original condition. They don't have those conditions over in developing countries. Once they've, uh, you know, degraded the land and got what they want, they move to the next site. Um, in our book, Clean Energy Exploitations, Todd Royal and I, the co-author, we thought pretty seriously about what to put on the cover page, and we chose a photograph from Africa. It's a military guy with an easy rifle, 
Egypt and Xinjiang, overlooking a, a mining operation. It's families there, you know, husbands, wives, you know, kids, mining this stuff by hand. And that's what we're financially supporting. And uh, I, I think the world should be aware of that. And I think the world should be able to respond to that. If you want to do that, I agree. It is a very powerful cover. Uh, as you look at it, and that's clean energy exploitations, and it's helping citizens understand this environmental and humanity abuses that support clean energy. I mean, you hardly even have to open the book. The, the cover is is riveting. And again, uh, uh, a soldier standing there with a gun, open pit mining, and uh, people being forced to do this mining. And so to that point, uh, there's been so much virtue signaling with uh, EVs, but to your point, if people really understood what what went into the manufacturing of those EVs, um, they wouldn't be be virtue signaling quite so much, Ron. I think that's right because there's a lot of uh, interest in uh, sweatshops, you know, in the. Uh, you know, clothing industry, uh, but there's no concern about the environmental, you know, degradation and many atrocities uh, for all this mining that's going on. You know, mining is, is almost non-existent in the United States because of that. Um, I, I doubt if you're ever going to see a lithium mine in the United States because environmental are going to allow that. That is the dirtiest strip mining available. Coal mining is clean when compared to, you know, Money for lithium, and um, yeah, so um, it's you know plus the fact that you know we have a limited supply of lithium. In fact, uh, I think half of lithium is in Chile, and the locals said they, they spoke up, just like the United States, not in our backyard. And the Supreme Court agreed and shut it down. So there, even the foreign countries are starting to you know speak up and stop it. So and if they do. And then you have a very, very limited supply of lithium, and there's not enough lithium to build the batteries. So, you know, the auto industry may have been mandated into a death spiral. They can't make the batteries because of the lithium. Uh, that's going to be a major ingredient, and uh, lithium will become in short supply. And, you know, if that happens in short supply, prices go up. And you can't afford to have the price of EV go up. It's already high, so... Um, I think it's going to be uh, one of many things that's going to be uh, detrimental to EV acceptance by the public. Well, and Ron, what I see has been this uh, consistent assault on the freedom of mobility uh, for people. And I had not really thought about this regarding lithium the earth doesn't just remake that. Now, I had a listener that had called in and said that that um, oil is actually a renewable, that, that it is bubbling up on, on the ocean floors, that it's a, a renewable. Um, is that true, or what, what's your thoughts about that? I don't know uh, how fast it renews, but I know it's all over the world. Lithium is located in, the, in a few handful of countries. Um, oil is everywhere. It's, it's on land. It's in the ocean. I know I'm here in California, and we got a lot of oil offshore. But ironically, with the technology we have today, there's no offshore drilling required. You can drill from land. They slant drill to get to it. Um, 
But I, I've got tremendous confidence in human ingenuity because we have been able to make our, our usage of oil much more efficient. Um, you know, the cars in the early days got, you know, single-digit mileage. Now they're getting, you know, 40 miles a gallon and more. And, uh, yeah, I think making things more fuel-efficient and, and focusing on conservation because, uh, you know, our oil is not going to last for billions of years, but I think it's going to um, buy us centuries to make it as efficient as we can and transition something that might clone it if it's possible. Well, and I think that you said something so important, and that is uh, innovation, so creation and innovation. Uh, and those that uh, look at things as scarcity and trying to make things more scarce through public policy, um, that really affects uh, affects the ability for humans to thrive and flourish. And, I mean, that seems like that should be our number one goal that humans across the globe can thrive and flourish. But we also, we we also want to be good stewards of our earth as well. And I think both things can be accomplished, but not under the policies of these radical activists in viros and and what they're trying to do, Ron. You're right, Kim. You know, the world's got 8 billion people and ironically 80%. That's a big number. That's more than 6 billion people. They're living on less than $10 a day. You know, the, the green movement is primarily focused in the health and wealthy countries, uh, USA, uh, UK, Germany, Australia. But those four countries represent about 6% of those 8 billion people, about you know, 500 million people. Now, you could basically literally, you want to go to zero emissions, uh, those countries could literally be wiped off the face of the earth. Every person, every manufacturing, every animal, just eliminate from the face of the earth. And emissions are going to explode because developing countries that haven't joined the Industrial Revolution, most of the people in China, India, and Africa, they've got thousands of coal-fired power plants. They're just trying to get electricity. And they, you know, it's, and they're building thousands more. And so, you know, making things more expensive, you know, you're guaranteeing shortages and inflation and perpetuity, and that's going to probably prevent those 6 billion people from ever joining the Industrial Revolution. So, you know, I know, I, for example, you know, when I gas my car, I, I've got a, a gasoline car because I said I won't buy any meat, and if I put 80 bucks in the, in the tank, when I look at that $80, the first thing I think about is a person flipping burgers. They can't afford that. You know, most people, you know, are living paycheck to paycheck, and when you cause shortages of inflation and everything goes up, cost of fuel affects everything. Affects right. Lumber, cost bananas, everything. And, you know, the groceries go up, cost of lumber goes up, uh, you get shortages, and, you know, the people that are flipping burgers, they, they can't afford that. They don't have enough money to, you know, pay rent and utilities and put food on the table and, uh, just making it really, really tough on them. And that's that's the people I feel very sorry for, that they're the ones really taking it the shorts, this big green movement, uh, in the wealthy yeah. countries. Like I said, developing countries, they, they never see uh, all the technology we have because they're never going to be able to afford to, to join this, this race. 
it is just a shame. It's just a shame that we have uh, this agenda that ultimately uh, it, it, it hurts people and prevents them from thriving and flourishing. It's and it doesn't. And it does not have to be this way. And that's why uh, shedding light on this, this documentary that Walt is putting together on candid climate conversations, you know, all of the great work, your your important book. That is why we need to be getting this information out. So, Ron, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Ron Stein. He is co-author of the book Clean Energy Exploitations: Helping Citizens understand the environmental and humanity abuses that support clean energy. So we will be right back with Ron Stein. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Ron Stein. And very excited. We are going to be working together this uh, weekend on a documentary that uh, Walt Johnson is putting together. Um, a candid uh, climate conversations and I'm very excited about that. And Ron Stein is the co-author of this book, clean energy exploitations, helping citizens understand the environmental and humanity abuses that support clean energy. And Ron, as I've, I've done many interviews on this important subject and because of creativity and innovation in the hydrocarbons arena, fossil fuels, uh, I mean, we've all seen pictures of, say, London uh, when they were burning uh, coal. Uh, well, there was wood, then there was coal. And and the, the, the pollution that was over London, say, at the turn of the um, 20th century was significant. But because we've improved with uh, clean burning uh, coal fire plants as well as um, natural gas. We just continue to make innovations and the air is much, much cleaner. Uh, but one of the the fuel sources that creates a lot of pollution is wood. And interestingly enough, we had a headline just within the last week or so 
that people in Germany are looking, probably going to be burning wood to try to stay warm this this um, winter because not only because of, of Putin, the pipeline, but also because of the, of the bad energy policies of trying to move them to uh, solar and wind. What's your comments on that, Ron? I agree 100 percent. It's going to be a tough winter in Germany. Um, a couple of things. The, you know, one of the wealthy countries, they're the first country to go green. Uh, today, they have the highest cost of electricity in the world because they're relying on freezing and sunshine. Uh, one of the things about wind and solar, they can only generate electricity. They can manufacture nothing for society. And, you know, I'll give you a, a true or false question here. Um, everything is from fossil fuels. Fossil fuels are useless unless you can manufacture them in something usable. And it's manufactured, it's manufactured in oil derivatives that makes all the products in our daily lives. And the fuels to operate cars, trucks, airlines, ships, the space program, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I did not mention electricity because electricity is basically one of the products that comes out of fossil fuels. Because everything in wind turbines, solar panels, EVs are made with the oil derivatives from fossil fuels. And so, you know, true or false, everything is really reliant on crude oil. True. And, you know, in Germany, uh, like they, they were the first country to go green. They shut down most of their power plants, coal, natural gas. Um, they shut down a lot of nuclear and totally reliant on breezes and sunshine for electricity. And and now with the Nord Stream pipeline being damaged, uh, that natural gas is keeping warm. They're going to have to resort to something, and that something is probably going to be coal and, uh, and wood and, uh, and biomass, anything they can get. But it, it's going to be a tough winter. This is uh, We haven't seen anything yet. Think of the winter really that's in. And... Uh, you know, relying on breezes and sunshine to keep you warm? I don't know about that. <laughs> well, when we saw what happened in, in Texas with those ice storms a few years ago, and people, I don't think people realize, but 247 people died because of the bad public policy uh, uh, that had been put in place regarding... Um, uh, energy in Texas. So, Ron, we had this headline. We talked about this in the last hour. Right here in Colorado, Excel uh, Energy's ability to meet next summer's electricity demand hangs on two Pueblo solar projects. I mean, we're talking about next year right here in Colorado, and they're talking about uh, summer. And I think people can get by without air conditioning a little easier than they can get by without heat for their homes. Um, but this is coming right here to our doorstep, and I know that is why it's been on Walt's heart to make this uh, documentary, these candid climate conversations. But right here, and, and Colorado, Ron, is uh, really trying to be California wannabes, and sometimes I feel like California and Colorado are, are in a race on who can put forth some of the dumbest policies. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> a race to extinction. <laughs> yeah. I, I, one, of the, uh, one of the things that, you know, power plants, you know, coal-fired power plants, natural gas, nuclear, they have a, a nameplate rating. You know, 
generate annually about you know ninety plus percent of that power annually. The the principal problem I have with winds and wind turbines being solar panels is they have a nameplate rating, and they get their subsidy based on that, and yet they can't control the weather, reason and sunshine, so they don't meet the nameplate rating. They're eating like a single digit, maybe, for generating that much electricity. And you know, I, I think they should be penalized. I mean, they're giving these subsidies to generate 100 megawatts, whatever it is, and they don't do it. And I, I think that's taking advantage of the, uh, the public and the financing. The public's funding this, and you, know, you think you're getting a much power, but it's not there. You know, the hurricane that hit uh, Florida, my God, that was devastating. And I, I can imagine if, if they were reliant on, you know, wind and solar, uh, they would have probably been blown away to begin with. And uh, obviously they wouldn't be able to charge their EVs. And so it's, it's right now the technology is not there for battery storage because, you know, wind turbines and solar panels can only generate electricity. They can't store it. And we don't have the technology yet to be able to store it. And so it's it's a nameplate farce that mm-hmm. uh, when they put it off, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, like you said, you a nuclear power plant, which generates continuous uninterruptible power, you know, 24 hours a day, and replacing the same megawatt rating of the wind turbines and solar panels, they're not going to generate the power. And they're going to generate the power probably they don't need it anyhow. Well, Ron, here in Colorado, and I've watched this for, for a number of years, I was on city council in my city from 2012 to 2016, so I was able to see how the sausage is, is made regarding, I call them PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties. But this is, it's irresponsible, and people don't understand that Excel and uh, the PUC, the Public Utilities Commission, um, these politicians, they they all work together to put forward these bad policies. But what's going to happen when uh, everyday people are, don't have energy? I mean, what what's going to happen? People are going to be rather surprised about these uh, terrible policies. I, I mean, what? How do you see this playing out? Well, it's playing out with increased cost. I mean, um, like take a look at you know, Germany. UK, uh, the United States, particularly California, and Australia. Those four countries have some of the highest cost of electricity because now you're making electricity um, in short supply, and it's you know you're funding a, a generating system that doesn't generate, and you're backing it up with you know coal or natural gas. And if you eliminate coal and natural gas, now you're really in a, in a pickle. And so, yeah, electricity prices are going up in California. You know, we got almost the highest cost of electricity, the highest cost of fuel in the country. And that affects everything. It affects, you know, lumber, you know, food, the groceries. And it's, it's trickling down to, you know, people's pocketbooks. And it's, it's devastating. And people making the rules, you got the bucks, you know. Like I say, put 100 percent in your gas tank. If you're making big bucks, no problem. If you're not making the big bucks, whoa, uh, yeah. you've got a real problem. And so it's it's basically 
putting a lot of pressure. It's, it's a regression effort. It's just it impacts the people on the lower food chain and uh, makes it really tough on them. I know in California, you know, the homeless population keeps growing. You know, most people are, you know, one paycheck away from, you know, being homeless, and a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, and uh, our homeless population continues to grow along with the cost of energy. And uh, there's got to be a conversation, Tim. Um, you, you can't just dictate something. Uh, you know, Newsom basically dictated, you know, general combustion engine drought by 2035. But there's no conversation. I mean, there's a lot of unintended consequences to that. And, um, yeah, you've got to have a conversation. You just can't dictate something like that. And so I, I feel sorry for the people that are on the lower end of the food chain. They're going to they're gonna see inflation and shortages in perpetuity. Well, but we can get this turned around. Yes, Ron Stein, we can get this turned around. Oh, definitely. But, you know, Kim, there's no silver bullet answer. I mean, you know, there is a place for EVs. There is a place for, you know, wind and solar. Um, there's, you, you, there's no single silver bullet answer. Um, oil will probably be around forever because we like the products that come out of it. You know, before 1900, we had none of those 6,000 products. You know, we want to go back to a zero-emission society. Kim, we had that back in the 1800s. You know, there were no coal-fired power plants, no natural gas power plants, no nuclear power plants. And the Beverly Hillbones hadn't discovered oil yet. <laughs> and life was hard. You know, people very seldom lived, you know, beyond 40 years of age, and they never traveled 100 miles from where they were born. Right. Um, yeah, it's, you know, the things we have today is, you know, take a look in your house, uh, your workplace, in the hospital. Try and identify something, something. It was not made with fossil fuels. Like you say, I, you know, whether climate change is, is happening, I think climate change is more of a challenge uh, because I know in climate change, we've been able to eliminate about 98% of deaths from climate change uh, because of the meditations, the clothing we have, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you can live almost in the Alps. Um, or in the Sahara Desert and, uh, and still survive today because of the technology we, we now have that we did not have in the 1800s. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's like I say, it's, it's something that I don't want to go back to the 1800s. You know, all the iPhones, you know, electricity can charge your iPhone, but you can't make your iPhone. You have to make right. the defibrillator work in the hospital, but you can't make the defibrillator. And take the EV. It's basically 100% made with fossil fuel products. All the plastics and circuitry and leather and tires, you know, the asphalt on the road. I mean, it's like to try to identify something in your life that was not made with fossil fuel. So it, it is part of our life, and I think we just have to continue our ingenuity and, uh, and clean up our act. Uh, when you take a look at a refinery today, you see all this, you know, people call it smoke. It's all steam. It pretty much eliminated all the emissions, you know, coming out of these refineries. Uh, but that's a technology we have today that we did not have in the early 1900s. The automobile, we were big smokers, you know, when they first came out. You know, today, clean. I know I, I've got a Mercedes. I'm afraid to open the hood. You can't, I can't even put a sandwich under the hood. There's so much stuff under there. 
and most of it's, you know, just environmental controls to control the emissions and make them as efficient as possible. Well, and to your point, it's creativity and innovation that we need to unleash, and we can solve we can solve just about any problem when we do that. And I'll just close with this on this segment. Um, Bob Boswell with Laramie Energy, we were having a conversation on the on the air about this, and, and he had the challenge as well. Just try to, to, to live a day without uh, using the products that are derived from um, fossil fuels. And he said basically you'd be sitting on a – a wooden chair in your underwear, and I would challenge maybe not even your underwear because the elastic in your underwear probably uh, comes from um, fossil fuels as well. So we are at the pinnacle of human flourishing, and this assault on it is is just unbelievable. And I'm so excited to meet you this weekend as we um, film this documentary, Candid Climate Conversation. So uh, Godspeed on your travels, and we will see you on Friday, Ron Stein. We're looking forward to the conversation. That's what it's got to be. Okay. Thanks so much. So we're uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to hear from you. We have talked about a, a lot of different subjects, freedom of re- religion. We talked about... Um, you know, this, this, uh, this assault on, uh, energy, uh, that powers our lives. We've talked about that. Um, this whole rehoming these kids, uh, uh, is just unbelievable as well. So, um, anyway, I want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And I want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. Before we get over here to Bill in North Glen, I wanted to invite you to join me October 26, 1130 to 130 at the Hilton Denver Inverness for an afternoon with the Navy SEAL commander. And this is um, an, an event uh, that is being put on by the USMC Memorial Foundation.org. And uh, the keynote speaker is Commander Rourke Denver. Uh, I have the great honor to emcee the event. There will be um, at, on tap, we have three uh, World War II Iwo Jima uh, veterans are scheduled to attend, as well as there will be some other Broncos or some Broncos and sports celebrities. So again, you can get tickets at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. I think it's going to sell out. Uh, so get your tickets early. We'd love to have you join us. Um, Bill in North Glen, welcome. What's on your radar? Well, several items you guys have talked about the judges. I think this is key, and people don't realize the power that the judges have. Soros is using the uh, judiciary throughout the country. Uh, to destroy this country, ultimately. So I would tell the people that are voting here, uh, I hate to use Google, but Google the who appointed the judge, and you'll find that the lion's share of the judges, if they're appointed by a Democrat, you vote to remove them from office because they're going to take that stupid liberal agenda forward with them. Very Just few a- of them are still left in office that are uh, Republican-appointed. So just a quick question. Uh, in a Democrat, well, in a state that where we are right now, where Democrat governor and legislature, those judges, if they're removed, doesn't Polis, wouldn't he? Well, I guess uh, we have an election. But the, so the governor would then appoint those new judges, correct? He would have the ability to appoint the new judges. But I believe there is a confirmation process. And if we can take... I'm not 100% on this, but I believe that it has to be approved. And uh, we can hopefully uh, pull back some of those or put some resistance up. I'd rather the, the office be vacant than, than have an idiot in there. So uh, we don't need any more communists in there. We've got plenty of communists ready to go around. Oh, yes, so, we do. Correct. Correct. And, uh, so, you okay. Know, I, I mean, these people are just mentally ill. Liberalism is a mental illness. These people hate their own country. Where are you going to go when America falls? It's unbelievable uh, that that, that people would even want to destroy their own country. It is unbelievable. Yeah, and I would, again, encourage people, as much as we disagree, you need to vote a straight Republican ticket. Hold your nose, put two clothespins on there if need be, but you've got to vote a straight ticket. We didn't get all the people in that we wanted through the primary process, but nonetheless, a straight Republican ticket, because it's probably going to be a lot easier to persuade these people to see the error of their ways as Republicans from the Republican, from a majority position, to to get them to change. And uh, I I, th- I think you're right on that. And I know there's been consternation out there because of the big split in the Republican Party here, Bill. But I I do appreciate your your advice on that, uh, Bill and North Glen. Thank you so much, Rosemary in Wellington. What's on your radar? Good morning, everyone. Um, 
We have to uh, break the habit of calling uh, it fossil fuels because it is an abionic fluid that is renewable. And that's where we're allowing the greenies to set the uh, narrative. They, you know, it's all about they have a dream and the rest of us pay for their dreams. They do not see the hazards of what they're putting forward because it has nothing to do with uh, solving a problem. What I would like to see is, uh, you know, because it sounds good, feels good, but doesn't do good. What I'd like to see is Randall O'Toole check into the Metro Transit District because they're not widening our roads just for uh, vehicles to travel because I'm certain they're planning for a mass transit all the way down the front range. There yes, again, I know. They have, there again, they have a dream and the rest of us pay. Yes, and but when you look at the utilization of of that and and again we've we've heard rumblings that they might want to try to do a um a train from Pueblo to Fort Collins. People aren't going to buy that. It's a dream of some people. Uh but as you say Rosemary, they will want the rest of us to to uh fund that. Rosemary, and people have challenged me when I say fossil fuels, hydrocarbons, what word would you suggest that we use? Well, it's all natural. There again, it's a, uh, it's an abionic fluid that I understand is spinning off the center of the earth that is replenishing these um, old um, wells. So what's more natural than something coming from nature that uh, is always being replenished, just like water? We have an abundance of water if we allow nature to do its thing. So these environmentalists, they're called environmentalists because they are destroying our environment. Everything that they do, if people really open their eyes, is destroying our way of life. They would rather us go live in a cave with a cup and spoon and live like that. But they don't want to live like that. Uh, that's the other thing. That's not how they want to live. So, okay. So, Rosemary, I, I'm going to continue to work on this. Uh, so, maybe I'm going to call it natural replenishing hydrocarbons. Maybe that's where I'm going to head with that. Rosemary and Wellington, thanks so much for the call. Thank you. Okay. We have covered a lot of ground today, and I greatly appreciate it. And uh, these are such important conversations. My hope is is that it helps you get a better understanding of these issues so that you can converse with your friends, your family, and your colleagues because we are at a time where we can no longer um, sit on the sidelines. We have to engage in this battle of ideas. So thank you so much. Uh, Our quote for the end of the show is from Thomas Jefferson and is regarding freedom of religion. He said, I am for freedom of religion and against all maneuvers to bring about a legal ascendancy of one sect over another. Those guys were so wise. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Wandering out into this great unknown
cry, but tell